Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, y'all. We are here for a very special episode, a birthday episode, not my birthday, my younger sister Amaya's birthday. We are currently in the DCP studios in Times Square. We have our wine glasses of LaCroix sparkling water um, because she uh, is allergic to alcohol, like truly allergic to alcohol. But we are here celebrating her 22nd birthday. And um, I asked Amaya what she wanted to talk about. And of course, she did her little shoulder shimmy and she let me know she wants to talk about big surprise sex. So this episode is going to be rated R. But you know, for me, I love talking about this kind of stuff because I'm on my own pleasure seeking journey. My sister is an expert in her own pleasure journey. And we also love talking about this. This is what we talk about even when we're not on microphones. Um, So happy birthday, Amaya. Thank you. What shimmy? This shoulder shimmy. I feel like I'm getting a reputation on Tigress as like, a really sexual person and as much as I am it is really fun to talk about it's, you know that's not all I do but it's like- a valid reputation considering that you've been banned not once but twice from TikTok has it been twice now twice and we Honestly, got we got I your account back I lost count after the first time <laughs> yeah so it is a valid reputation of I would agree honestly liking to talk hit. about sex I'll take a hit yeah I mean, I think that it, it's a it's something that we should be able to talk about. And I think that I in my head, I have as much as I know that there's a lot of societal boundaries about talking about sex and these topics that are really, quote unquote, controversial or should be hidden. I never really got there. I've been comfortable talking about my body and like sexual relations ever since like a really young age. So not really. Mm. I feel like after you did treatment and everything, you got more comfortable with it. No, I was like always talking about it. Maybe not with you, but it was always something I think even I was curious about. I think that's a lot of like artists have a reputation of being hypersexual. Um, In my experience, a lot of people think artists just have a lot more sex. But I think it's just because a lot of creatives, at least visual artists, like we do a lot of figure drawing and we're we're curious about the body, especially I'm a figurative painter. Right. So I'm just like so used to the body being a body. And so I think I'm just, I've always been more open and curious about the body and about how we interact with our bodies. So 
it was always just a topic I was like comfortable and you know like it yeah. was never something I was shied away from I was always like oh like what does this mean Speaking of personal growth, I woke you up this morning mm-hmm. and you said something that I thought was really sweet, which is like, I actually feel like it's my birthday. Like I feel grown. I feel 22, 22. Yeah. And I thought it was really interesting because I feel like whenever people have birthdays, you know, you always get asked, do you feel different? And usually it's like, no, I don't feel different. You know, but you actually said, no, I actually feel 22. Like I feel different. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think I, 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 I think that 21 was a weird age because there's so much pressure to like be that age that you can get into clubs and drink alcohol and whatnot. And I never really felt like I was 21 because I couldn't do the things quote unquote 21 year olds were supposed to be able to do. And then for context, a man turns bright red and then falls asleep after like a few sips. It's pretty dangerous actually. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's, it's a, it's a real allergy. This is not just Asian glow. This is a real hypersensitive allergy. My body starts shutting down. And so, um, I think, the personal growth that I've experienced over the past year in terms of mental health, in terms of my relationship with my family, in terms of choosing art, reclaiming art, like just more clarity around like how I feel about myself and my value system and what I value in my work and my career, all these things, right? Um, it's kind of like come to the, I feel like only in the past couple of months, um, just naturally, I'm starting to put the pieces of myself back together again Mm -hmm. after they completely fell apart during COVID and completely fell apart after like my college breakup and all these things that made my life feel so messy. And maybe, I don't know if it's my birthday. It might just be the spring, (laughs) you know, I don't know about the timing, but, um, this year in March 28th felt really special to me. I had a birthday with my friends and I woke up in the morning and I was like, oh my God, like just thinking about 12 months and how long that is and how much happens in the past 12 months and how a year ago I was so (laughs) depressed Mm -hmm. you know I I didn't know how to dress myself I didn't like eating I liked taking shots because I knew it would like make me (laughs) numb me and hurt me and all these things like I I cried on my birthday I cried to my mom about wanting to do art do you remember this like I Mm -hmm. had a breakdown at dinner on my birthday all these things and I mean you straight up left college you went to art school this year so much happened in the past year and I think that you know 2021 to 2022 I saw our life in general Nadia we have seen so many major shifts right like I literally have a timeline that I had to make during my treatment program in 2016 where I had to write all the major things that happened in my life that kind of led me up to this point of like being mentally ill and being hospitalized and like we've gone through a lot and since then we have continued to but like I don't know. I think just in general, this past year, just so much, so much major shifts happen, not only in physically, geographically, like just my, the way that I see the world and interpret the world and the way that I embrace the world, I think at the crux of it, because I decided I'm an artist, everyone knew this already, but like in my head, I was like, I'm an artist and I'm going to live and breathe and I'm going to do this thing. And I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to trust it. Um, I learned to trust myself. I'm, I'm still learning to trust my instinct, my taste, the way I want to, I want to present myself to the world, right? Getting piercings, all of these things and hearing people say like, what the fuck are you doing? And being like, I'm gonna do it anyway. Like, these are the things I learned in 21 and I'm going to keep growing and keep evolving. But like, maybe I'm going to, you know, become a hedge fund manager when I'm 35. I don't know. (laughs) Like, you know, like I have no idea what's going to happen, but I woke up at 22 and I was like, I don't know. Like, it feels like this is where I'm supposed to be emotionally. Yeah. And that feels really good. And I am so incredibly grateful and privileged to have 
even in my long hopeful long life hopefully to experience honestly again one of these moments in my life where I'm like wow my baseline is happy which has been a long time since you know your baseline when people in yeah. mental health terms right like if everything's just vibing when you're just vibing how do you feel when I'm like in a really depressive phase it's just it's just bad like I, my baseline is bad right but now my baseline is like I feel content yeah and I feel content with my body which is huge for me I did a swimsuit photo shoot with Novel Swimwear, shout out Laura, like two days ago. And I was like so excited. And I like was like, I don't even, don't even care if my like yeah. stomach is poking out, all these things. It's I, I feel like I'm like, wow, like so much has happened in the past year, past years. And I was like, damn. It's also so powerful to hear you say that because I mean, I don't think anybody who listens to this will ever understand the degree to which you're struggle with body image yeah. was and I mean literally from being hospitalized near death from bulimia yeah. to now be here like and I'm just yeah <laughs> in a wheelchair like I'm so proud of you for it I also think like I've also noticed your relationship with your body and just reflection change like when we take photos or like I took a photo of you and you used to like if I posted on social I remember you used to have like panic down. attacks yeah. make me take it down if we'll you didn't like it is. yeah and um I recently saw a friend. <laughs> I recently saw a friend from my blast from the past. <laughs> Her eighth um, grade cu- crush. They hooked yeah, up. The one who like I lost my virginity to. Anyway, I like saw him three weeks ago. It was really good. Don't but, don't be shy about talking about it. You literally had a viral TikTok about it. It's not like nobody knows. Also, he like <laughs> he's like so he like is like okay with me sharing about him, which I really appreciate. But um, I told him because we were talking about me in sixth grade. And like just how much what has happened to both of us and how we're also different. And he had said something about like, oh, when you were in sixth grade, you're like, rah, you're like, you were always yourself. And I was like, that's so not true. Like, I think there are certain parts of me that like, yeah, I was always myself in the sense that like, oh, instead of because I was insecure, I wore my hair like an emo girl all over my face instead of like, you know, braiding it like all the white girls and stuff. Yeah. Like I was myself in my own way, I guess. But um, I told him, I was like, wow, like that was the time when I only wear sweaters. And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, I was so insecure specifically about the pudge on the top part of my arm that I only wore sweaters. And I remember being so sweaty that I'd soaked through my Uniqlo pink salmon jacket yeah. and I refused to take my sweater off. I refused to wear, I only wore long sleeve shirts even when it was like 110 degrees outside. Cause I was like so obsessed with people looking at this part of my arm. Um, and I've had certain like points in my life where like, you know, the fixation changes. I'm addicted. This is part of eating disorder brain, right? You, there's always a fixation. And I'm, if I'm not fixated about my body, I'm fixed about it's anxiety, all these things. Um, and yeah, no, hearing you talk, I was like, Issa commented on this when we were all together last weekend. She was like, I'm so proud of you in how you feel and think about your body. Because for me, it's not even like, it's like a certain level of body neutrality. Like, but you're not body neutral now. Like no, you have I'm, body po- you're I'm like, totally yeah. body positive. Even to the point where like I think what my eating disorder program gave me, which is this is totally not the topic that we had chosen originally, but the gift that my eating disorder program gave me, which I went to a very special program called Cartini Clinic. I hated it during the time, but honestly, brilliant program. It forces you to kind of have the same meal plan every single day. Mm-hmm. So there's no challenge foods. They're like, you don't want to eat pizza? Fine, don't eat pizza but eat this amount to stay healthy. And what that forced me to do over the period of like a year, right, was learn if I eat the same thing every day, my body will stay the same. And 
that was a long process of learning how to feed myself. That was 2016, it's 2022 now, right? But now, even when I have like, go on a vacation or yeah. I get really depressed and I gain a, a good amount of weight, right? I see the changes in my body and it's crazy to me because it used to drive, like even if I felt bloated, I would be like, I have to go puke my brains out. I have to go do this and that, right? And now I'm like, man, whatever. Like it's my body, yeah. but it's my body. You know what I mean? Like it's like, oh, they don't like you. They like like you. You know, like the like the yeah. difference. It's like, oh, it's my body. No, it's like, no, this is just my body. Like, I also think like I've heard, I mean, even today when I woke you up, we were like looking at pictures and you're like, wow, I'm really pretty. Like, I'm really pretty. <laughs> and I don't think it's like conceited at all. I think it's yeah. like, yeah, like what if we did grow up in a world where like the it, girls it around fluctuates. you. I, I have days where I'm like, of course, I'm so ugly. But but I, I, I said on top of that, though, I was like, I think I look I wake up every morning and I'm like, hey, Maya, like, hey, but I don't wear makeup usually. And so I wore makeup for the first time in months yesterday for my birthday party. And um, I realized when I don't wear makeup, I still compare myself to myself when I am wearing, you know, like it's yeah. just like the makeup thing. And I wasn't like, oh, I'm pretty because I'm wearing makeup. I was like, oh, I just forgot that is how I look whenever, you know. It's a, it's, it's a different look. Yeah, that's yeah. just like side comment. But like, yeah, no, totally. Like I, I wish I had embraced the no yeah I'm cute thank yeah. you I'm cute yeah so this past year 21 is also when you got out of a pretty long-term monogamous relationship mm -hmm. and entered this single phase oh my god I've never cried so much in my life over a boy yeah well Not in a good or bad way just cried just it was cried. emotional there was yeah. an emotional breakup that yeah. was very drawn and out I still have so much love for this person yeah but what I wanted to ask was what has your relationship been with like pleasure and self-pleasure and sex in the last year? Good question. And like, where is it now? Yeah. Like, where's your, your baseline relationship with your body and pleasure now? Um, I wouldn't say that I'm like a celibate person in terms of like, <laughs> uh, in any way, anyway, like, okay. So even, okay. You just think, wouldn't say you're okay, a celibate person. Okay, let me, like, I'm like, how do I talk about this? I think there's this thing where people are like, oh, like, you know, you know, there's like this weird thing where people are like, oh, is it cheating if like your partner jacks off without you? Or is it cheating if your partner like, like masturbates to porn without you? And I'm like, what? Like porn, whatever you use for porn, dipsy, audio, erotica, pornography, Erica Lust, shout out Erica Lust. Like, we love her. Right? Like whatever you used memories to get yourself off like that's on you like don't worry about it like honestly like use whatever you want in my opinion as long as it's like respectful you know what I mean um I think it's super normal to have like a self-pleasure relationship apart from your partner so full disclosure like I was totally masturbating all the time even when I'm in relationships yeah all the time I think it's super normal and so when I got out of relationships like that never stopped <laughs> um I definitely like think I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is a tangent, but something I did notice like after the breakup was not in like a, I wasn't like master. Okay. I was definitely like masturbating more, but not in a way. Like I was like, I miss you. <laughs> like, yeah. It wasn't like that. I realized I had a moment where I was like, holy fuck, I'm using this as a depressive mechanism to procrastinate my emotions and my work. Cause it was just a distraction. It was, it's, it's an activity. Like, I yeah. think maybe that's just me, but I, like, totally 
view masturbation as an activity. Like I think that we don't talk about enough about how like masturbation isn't just like, it doesn't have to be this thing that it's like, fuck, I'm getting distracted because I'm thinking about jacking up and I'm horny. I'm going to masturbate and go back to work. Like, no, like sometimes like I'm like, but sometimes it is. Sometimes it is, which is not bad. Like literally sometimes like, oh, I can't go to sleep. You know, what will make me go to sleep or fix my headache and orgasm. But like, but for, I think it's also different depending on what genitalia you have, because I think that um, like when you have a vagina or your history of sexual, yeah, your history, like when you have a vagina, there isn't the same biological need to like empty, quote unquote, like empty, empty. out. Absolutely. Which is yeah, different for absolutely. someone with a penis. And some of that is yeah. like literal, like you, there are literal actual fucking health benefits of masturbating. Go look it up. But I was going to say, like, I was like, there are like for a good amount of time. So for a good amount of time, like usually. So my usual self-pleasure practice is like, I actually am like, I wish. So what I should do is set aside every single night you know, get my bed ready, turn my light on and read a book for 20 minutes or an hour. But instead, I like sit on my bed, like masturbate and go to bed. Like that's like I wish I was reading, but really. And like it's part of like it's almost part of like a little bit of my routine. It's a self-care thing. It's it's totally a self-care thing. But what I noticed and I hope this through this logic is following because I know I can be scatterbrained. But what I noticed when I was really depressed post breakup was I would just like not do that. And I would I was totally just masturbating to like just get off because I was like. That's, I just don't want to think about anything else. And yeah. like when you, you know, when you're horny, it's all you can think about. And I kind of liked how it was distracting me from things. And then I would just like, you know, cause you can't, I, not really like a, unless I'm high on weed, I can't, <laughs> I can't do multiple orgasms. I noticed that I am, I can have multiple orgasms if I'm high. Okay. But if so I'm not, I can't. There's actually something you said that I don't experience where you said, if you're horny, you, that's all you can think about. Yeah. I feel like I, the toxic girl boss in me can control it so well. No, like I'm, I'm doing things like I'll be in class or like doing work and I'm like, fuck, I'm horny, but like I'm doing work, but like, it's like, I can have two trains of thought. It's just like, it's just another voice in my head. No, but I can completely shut it off. Like I'll go months without. crazy. Well, I also don't have like orgasms by myself in the way that you do. So it's not as fulfilling. I'm also an artist and maybe we're more horny. I don't know. But I do think that like for me, if I'm horny, like I just. You know, in the Book of Mormon, there's a really funny song called Turn It Off, which is more about sexuality. But I, yeah, turn it off, like light switch. And like for me, I think that sometimes the toxic girl boss in me, if I feel like a urge for masturbation or touching myself, I'm just kind of like, nope, not right now. And then I like deny it. So I actually don't have that really? experience. Yeah, so I can completely I turn it off. I'm like, yes, like I'm healthy. Like not that yeah. I'm healthy, but... That's another note is like when I was masturbating, when I was depressed, it wasn't about self-pleasure. It was about distraction. It was about an orgasm. Which meant, did did it mean that? Like I wasn't, it, I wasn't happy about it. I was like, I wasn't like, yeah, let's orgasm. I was just like, mm, it's just like masturbate. Yeah. I'm honestly so fascinated just by like the logistics of self-pleasure for someone with a penis because like. Oh yeah. I like, I'm always curious and. I'm not going to say it about my current boyfriend because he really doesn't like me talking about this, but like with like my guy friends or something, like I'm always like, but what do you use? Like, where does, where does your, where do you come into? Like, it's on your sheet. It's on a towel. It's in a sock. It's over the toilet. It's in the bathtub. Like, I think that logistically, I'm always super curious about it because it's such a, because we also grew up in an all girl household. Like, I am so comfortable talking about it. So, so this is where I'm like, yes, we grew up in an all-girl household, but I'm – okay, because I, I was – again, you were like, well, you weren't always comfortable talking about sex. Well, 
actually, I was always talking about sex. Um, but I think a lot yeah. of it is you didn't have sex until you were 16. 18. 18. But that's what I'm saying. So you've always been comfortable about it, but you didn't really talk about your no, personal sex experiences. I was, really, I, I was scared of sex. And a lot of that is from sexual trauma and from like- So that's four years. scared of my mom getting pregnant. What do you mean four years? Four years since you were 18 and had sex. Yeah, it's only, wow. So that's what I'm saying. It feels oh in my your God, mind. That's so exciting because that means I have so much more to experience yes. and learn and grow. That's cool. Yeah. So that's actually really exciting to me. I want to kind of go back to this thing that we were talking about with TikTok because- you got banned on TikTok and Twice. it was super Twice. emotional. Oh my God. And it happened the first time happened when we were in Puerto Rico. And I feel really bad because to be fair, I have depression and generalized anxiety disorder, but like it's really bad. And um like it's full blown panic attack like while we're panic in the jungle. Attacks, like like hyperventilating, like crying, like not being able to talk about other things. And also like I recognize I I had anger issues when I was growing up. Like I literally had anger management therapy for a while. Like it just sometimes it like comes out, you know, like I know I'm a, I'm good, but it comes out sometimes. And like, I think that that developed into like, I acknowledge a little bit of like a not manipulative, like what's it called? Like a, I have a streak where I can get like almost like mean, like, like it's kind of, yeah, like I get really mean and I know it, I know it's from my like anger management. It's just anger. But no, but I know it's like, cause I have issues mm. managing my anger. Um, Like I would get mad and I'd like hit you. You yeah. know, when I was younger, but like now it's like, well, I'm mad and I'm upset and everyone else has a TikTok. So like I don't want anyone else to make TikTok. So anytime like my sisters would be like, oh, let's make a TikTok. I'd be like, well, fuck you guys. Yeah. Fuck you guys for having a TikTok. And you guys are like, oh, man, like we're in Puerto Rico. And I'm like, meow, meow, meow. I'm gonna go read my book on the beach and go away. And I'm gonna go not hang out with you guys and just be bitter and like watch yeah. the sunset by myself. But I do want to. I want like a man. Calm down. But it's stressful. Yeah, it's it sucks. Well, and I wanted to kind of harp on it because I think that it brought up a lot of questions. I mean, TikTok, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, like community guidelines and like what you can and cannot talk about. Or like and the, the um, falsities of accuracy and artificial intelligence. Yeah, software. but there's so much that we could talk about it. But I do think that you getting banned twice on TikTok, a lot of it was related to the content you were making about sexual pleasure. And connected to the fact that we were basically confirm it was confirmed that like tiktok was reading me as a younger person. as a younger person yeah. so tiktok was reading like their software was basically reading me as someone who was a minor so i would have content taken down even if it was like me saying like get birth control and they'd be like oh because she's like you look a minor young. she shouldn't be talking yeah. about sex so i'd have my contact taken out so i had more guideline like like ban or like yeah. what's it called like i got more videos taken down than i should have but I was talking about things maybe I shouldn't have, but like, I think it's But I, like I think that what it brought up to us was kind of this debate of like, how, how much can we talk about sex, right? How and much I, can we talk about sex? Yeah. Well, and also like when we talk about how sex- How much like are we for, like allowed to, should, comfortable? But like, yeah. With TikTok, for example, you can talk about sexual pleasure or like sex tips if it's in, in, if it's in an educational uh, way. Hashtag educational content. Hashtag educational yeah. content. However, it's like not allowed if it's just talking about sex for the sex sake of sex. Similarly, you know, me and Issa talk to you about like we I even catch myself sometimes being like, should I tell a man not to talk about that? Like, is that too yeah. far or is that totally right? Like on Instagram being yeah. like, when for I got, example, when your I got, belly button. Yeah. yeah. Like a man got her belly button pierced for the second time because the first time 
she had sex and the friction caused an infection. A lot of friction. And like when you talk about it openly, I think people are always like, what we didn't need to that? know that. But I do think like I wanted to but ask it's you. Like, we, like what if somebody out there gets their belly button pierced and they don't realize that it will affect their sex life for six months? But what I wanted to ask you is like, I think that both being like influencers, creators, like we in some ways are trying to create a digital space that mimics our hopeful visions of vision of reality, right? Yeah. My vision for reality is we're all open this about This is periods. my space and this is how I exactly. wish that we talked and interacted. So in your dream space, you have your TikTok back now. In your dream space, in this dream world, what does talking about sex look like to you? Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save money on your insurance? Of course you would. After all, who wouldn't love a great deal, right? And when it comes to great rates on insurance for all of the things in your life, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners, condo, or renters coverage. You could save even more with a special discount when you bundle your coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use GEICO mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And choosing to switch to GEICO becomes an easy choice. Switch to and see all the ways you could save with great rates and discounts. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent and get started seeing how much you could save. This show is part of the Pro-Democracy Podcast Coalition. I think most of us agree that in a functioning democracy, the winner should be determined by the voters. Well, that almost didn't happen in 2020. Now, extremists are working to intimidate and replace nonpartisan election workers with quote-unquote yes-men who might reject election results. The only thing that will stop them is us. We've partnered with the grassroots pro-democracy organization, Represent Us, to give you the tools you need to protect free and fair elections. Learn more and get involved. Visit represent.us pod to learn more. I have this like, well, so I want to answer, but I also have this like instinct to be like, I just want to preface, like, I think that I need to call out the fact that we grew up in, you know, we grew up going to church every Sunday and like, I was just never somebody who felt connected to the church. Like, I wish I did, but I just, you know, like you, you at a certain point, like you felt connected to So these societal, you're saying these societal rules have never applied yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. I just want to yeah. say like, I think I am somebody who honestly was, I, 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 I tried to mimic a lot of, I, 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 felt myself as a young person mimicking and parading as a person who would care about like family values and like the values of Portland, Oregon and the, you know, the values of my yeah. community and my friends. And I didn't talk about certain things because I was trying to parade as this person, but I know that internally I was like, this is bullshit. Yeah. So I want to preface that because I think that I prefer much prefer a world with the very basic guidelines of like, don't be an asshole. Don't hurt people. Don't be stupid don't you know don't talk about things just for the shock value like that's dumb but like I wish like the way that I move through the world is I am a verbal processor I say what's on my mind (laughs) if people follow me on TikTok they know that like a lot of people in my comments I love going on live because I just get to talk and nobody interrupts me you know like verbally it's just all comments and people are constantly in my comments like keep her on track nobody comment so she can finish the story because I'm jumping around everywhere I'm a verbal processor so like in my world it's like if you have a thought on your brain let's share it 
Like, let's talk. But it's I also know what, like I, I like knowing what people are thinking. Like, don't be an asshole. Don't be so. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I wish that we had an openness, a level of openness and comfort with each other as people to be able to share what's on our mind and be ourselves. Because I think I really truly believe that everyone's really fucking weird. You know, but also I, I really think, think everyone's weird. Everyone, every like some people say all the time to me, they're like, if I'll say something that's like quote unquote edgy, like. I masturbate with a hex bug when I was a kid and people are like, oh my God, I did that too. Like you're saying what everyone wants to say. And I'm like, no, I'm just saying what actually happened and what we're actually thinking. And I don't think I actually do that in it well. Like I don't think I do it well, but I have heard that comment a lot. And I wish we all did that. Like, you know, I don't know if that makes sense. Mm, kind of. I also think when it comes to like the ideal future though, and like your relationship with I mean, you can say we should all talk about what's on my on our mind. Yeah, but I mean, that's a bad way to phrase it. I think I was specifically thinking about like because we were talking about sex so much and also just like for me, it's like my core things of like mental health and identity. And but you're talking about culture around sex in a way that I think is really different. Right. I think that there are different layers to advocating. Oh, yeah. For not in like a. Yeah, because I see where I went wrong. Is the kind of like. Wait, wait, let me finish. Right? I think that there are many different layers to this. Right. You can say. I believe that we should have sex ed, right? Everybody should know yeah. genitalia. We should teach. we should be educated on gender as a social construct. We should all feel open about like what consent is. Yeah. Then there's the other layer, which is I think sex should be a super recre possible recreational thing. We can be really open yeah. about it. We should have open conversations about it. And then I think that there's this other layer, which I think that maybe the more open layer, which you talk about, which is you don't need to have casual sex. You don't need to like, it's not determining your relationships, yeah. but creating a culture in which it is so sex positive that sex and sexual experiences become something you brag about. Right. Which is like you go onto social media, you meet literally meet people who just pierced your ear impulsively yeah. and you say, Oh my God, I just had great sex last night. Like same, no, no, same as talking about food. I don't do that. Like, that's not what I want. Like, I don't do that to people. Like I'm not constantly putting my sex life in people's face. No, no, no. But I'm saying, well, on social, if if it's if someone's never followed you and you show up on the for you page, right? Like oh, yeah. in a dream world, like I think that the culture they, they you're trying to create. They, I I would hope they're not like oh great heavens. But <laughs> no, but what I'm saying that is the culture kind of that you do that you have been trying to push for, and why you got banned on TikTok was I feel like well, why is it so bad? Like my question is no, like, no. Why is that so bad? Like why is it so bad that I had sex? I'm not saying it's bad. No, I'm, that's my question to TikTok. But what I'm saying is, I think that it, it doesn't it seem like I'm, it's more of a question to you, right? In a dream world, is it normalized? And how do we normalize being able to openly share on social? I just want everybody to know that I had amazing sex, right? And then like, my wait, follow up question, that, like, okay. follow up question. Like, I, and I'm genuinely asking this out of curiosity, right? Because I think I'm still working through my own barometer of like how much is too much, right? Like yeah. if I'm on social or if like literally we're on a podcast, right? At what point in my personal opinion am I like, okay, that's too much, right? Can I come on and say, I like for example, yeah, I talk about, think I'm too much. but I, I had great sex last night and it was so amazing and I feel really great in my body all the way to he went down on me for 35 minutes and I've never gushed so much. Like I'm genuinely curious, right? Like Lisa says I have a problem with description. No, but that's what I'm saying, which is like, I, I think in a dream scenario, like I am personally not someone who's going to go into graphic detail because I do think I have a lot of internalized shame about it. And like, yeah. but, but th here's the thing is this is like my dream world. Like you asked in a dream world. No, I'm asking like, yeah, in a dream is, world. I was like, this is my world. 
But I think that I okay in your dream world. See, the, the period, way that, what's the your way answer? That, the way that I'm okay, but this is nuanced, Nadia, because you're asking me to describe a culture that would fit everyone's needs, hopes, wants, cultures, or things. When in like in reality, like you know the whole like oh main character syndrome thing. Well, it's like I'm the main character of my world, just like you should be the main character of your world. You know what I mean? Like yeah. For for in so when I talk about what I want for the world, what I mean is my world. I don't know. Yeah, what do you want for your world? But more like this is what I wish I could do for myself and everyone would respect me and be okay with me and still be like, oh yeah, that's just a Maya. And that you wouldn't get banned from TikTok. Exactly. Like that's how I wish. I I wish for everyone to be able to engage with sexuality and sex and the topics of sex in a way that is comfortable for them in a way that feels safe for them, right? Not asking them to share too much, not asking them to hold back. And just like, I wish that, like, I understand the whole, like, his throbbing member. Da, da, da. Like, I understand. I understand there's a way that you can talk about sex that, like, makes people really, like, Nadia's giggling. Like, that makes people uncomfortable. Like, I'm not saying, like, oh, we should let people walk around the world and, like, talk about that. And we should be like, oh, that's just, let them do that. Because that's, like, that's like exactly what I'm saying. Like, that's that's trying to, that's egging for a reaction. Because you have to be respectful. And, like, if I'm in a room of all people who, like, don't like talking about sex, I'm not going to talk about sex and make them uncomfortable. You know, when I'm at a dinner table full of people who don't curse, even though I curse all the time, I'm not going to like actually hold back. Like I try, try, try. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, cursing is different. It's just in my lexicon. But like, you know what I mean? Like you, I'm not asking people to be able to be disrespectful. I'm just wishing that we, because there, I'm saying there is a way to be disrespectful talking about sex yeah. and engaging and making other people uncomfortable. Well, it's like, a, consent, it's sexual, a consent thing. It's yeah. sexual harassment to go around, right? Yeah. Have you ever had a boy come up to you in high school and be like, you want to hear about my sexual yeah, And it makes you so uncomfortable. I'm like, that is literally sexual harassment. I'm not asking us to excuse that. I just wish that we were able to respect and engage each other's sexual experiences and respect each other's limitations about talking about sexual experiences in a way that doesn't hold a judgmental or emotional value. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I think I phrased that a little bit better. Yes. And, and again, I'm thinking I'm playing devil's advocate because these are things that I struggle with internally. Right. Yeah. But like some people hate my period content, right? Because they're like, this is harassment in and of itself. Because as you said, okay, the example of a high school, wait, listen, stupid. The example of a boy coming up to you and unsolicited telling you all this stuff about his sex life. And it's like harassment, right? That's not something I wanted to know. That's not something I wanted to see. It pushes me out of my comfort zone on social media on when you're a public figure, when you're, you know, I put a warning at the beginning of this podcast, but if you come up on someone's for you page with content that is very sex positive, very Mm -hmm. celebrating, or when people see my period blood content, they're like, I did not ask for this. It was unsolicited. There was no warning. But do you see see what I'm saying? Like, these are why, like, I was so excited to talk to you about this because I do think that like, Mm. we love talking about sex. That's actually kind of a, yeah, I'm actually like, fuck, I have to actually think about that. Like, we love talking about sex, but I also think it's like, how do we talk about sex in a way that is so open? Like, how do we talk about pleasure in a way that, by the way, is not going to push people too far beyond their own Mm. capacity around their relationship with their Mm. bodies? And honestly, like, I've been deconstructing a lot of, like, I mean, I never thought about white supremacy as 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 a term that applied to my life until two years ago, right? When 2020 happened, and I think we had this cultural debate around white supremacy and how it shows up in the workplace, how it shows up in our patterns. Racial positioning. Yeah, and to me, 
a lot of that conversation made me realize like some of the judgments I even have about being sex positive, because I feel like for me, I was raised by a mom who was literally three years behind um, social progressively than when you were at sexually active age. Like mom was still pretty Catholic, stricter Catholic when I was coming into my teen years. She was. No, she was. (laughs) And like, we still went to church when I was 13. We did not go to church when we were 13. We literally only stopped going to church. Well, and- skipped every other weekend yeah. at that point but but you and mom and Issa would go to church regularly but you stopped when our pastor started going on the anti-abortion rant yeah but what I'm saying is I think that for me I've been deconstructing a lot of even current stigma that I still have and like when I catch myself being like oh is that too much or for example I never talk about I talk about this stuff on Tigris I don't talk about this stuff on TikTok because yeah. I'm so nervous about it yeah getting banned and whatnot not only banned but also I think that I don't, I don't think that you had a better answer for that question, though. Like, what do you mean? You, like, what is your answer to, like, why it's okay for you to post period content? So, well, very great question. Um, <laughs> but I do actually have an yeah. answer to this. My answer is that I think that period and sex are really different. And I, I think that, that, yeah, too. it is an unfortunate. Why can't you compare it? <laughs> yeah, it's an unfortunate reality that's very rooted in misogyny to equate periods with sex. Sex is optional. Sex is about pleasure. Periods are about a biological function. And I think a lot of the people who come to my defense will say, you don't get a a content warning when you get your first period, you know? Mm. And for Mm. me, I think that like asking for a content warning about periods is like asking for a content warning about your natural body versus asking for armpit hair. Exactly. Asking for a content warning about sex to me is different because I think it is more sex is and talking about sex is deeply connected to talking about consent and all of those things however reproduction yeah but I do think it is something to think through yeah I like to me I'm like I I want a sex positive culture because sex is responsible why am I 24 right now and I can't make myself orgasm I think it is very much linked to thinking oh this isn't something I do this is an inappropriate thing this is not a good use of my time, like, which is by the way, a very, it is like connected to white supremacy, which is not prioritizing your pleasure, your joy, um, your time. But, but I think that like, for me, I love talking about sex on Tigris because to me, this is like a more private safe space where like, I mean, you saw the first few minutes of the episode. I'm like, here's what we're going to talk about. This is a rated R episode. And you literally can't see what's coming next. And you listen to it in order. So to me, I come on Tigress and I'm like, yeah, let's do a rated R podcast and talk about anything that we want to. Like, this Mm -hmm. is more of our space versus I realize that like, it's a lot more clicks for someone to listen to this episode than it is like scrolling on a for you page and it comes up. Of course. But this is why, this is what what I wanted to talk to you about, which is like, but in a dream world, do we create do do we actually fight for a space in which hearing about someone's masturbation isn't like something only adults talk about? Something that we would talk about a lot when I was a sex educator with Planned Parenthood, though, is kind of in line with that argument, though, is like, why isn't sexual education included in like oftentimes in sex ed class, which is called sex ed class? you barely talk about sex, which is what is, so it's supposed to be like, right? Like sex is a very small part of sexual health. Well, let's talk about, it's talk, I feel like sex ed and comprehensive sex ed is about 
biological sex on an individual level, yeah. not about like having sex. Exactly. Well, uh, yeah, I'm talking about like sexual pleasure and like consent. Like it's it's like it's like how like Planned Parenthood gets boiled down to like abortions. But it's like no, that's like it's one so of much, that yeah. is that is what like I don't know the statistic, but it's like like less than ten percent. It's like some crazy small percentage of like the actual um, services that Planned Parenthood offers. Right. It's like sex and pleasure and masturbation. That is a small part of cons- consent and emotions and relationships and periods and foreskin, right? Yeah. Like there's like so many IUDs and um, there's so many parts of sex ed that is important and how we think about our bodies and body health and eating it like this eating is yeah. all part of sexual health. Um, and I think the argument for comprehensive sex ed, which I'm so, we need this, we need sex ed, right? I mean, you know this, it's like, if we, if we are able to create a culture that supports young people from a very young age to feel open, engaging with curiosity about sexual health, not sex, just sexual health, then we might have a culture that is more educated, informed, and open to like, sex. to have sex in a way that's safe, healthy, respectful, consensual for everyone. And that's my argument. I think that that is the crux of, I think, my like talking about sex and trying to find the words is the crux of that is I just want us to live in a world where we are open enough to have discussions on things that maybe, you know, this is gray area or this because if we have a culture where we are just more open, then we would avoid so much misunderstanding and hurt and pain and trauma and like overreaching of boundaries if we're you know even even like I've had experiences where it's like well if you just asked if I like that that would have happened or like yeah well well, if you if you could tell that I didn't like what you were doing why didn't you stop and say do you like this yeah you know like like that's just the two very specific examples I know exactly what I know you know what I'm talking about but it's like it's just like if we were more open then we'd have more communication yeah I mean, I think like, I mean, you and I could talk about this for hours literally because it is such a nuanced conversation. And I feel like we didn't. My opinions. Yes. My opinions. We did. We also didn't have this conversation to be like, here's our answers. I think that for us, like, these are the questions. These are purely questions and questions that I think that like we aren't ever going to solve. It's going to be constantly changing, ever evolving thing. And like, I'm excited to keep talking about it, too. I think that like at the end of the day, I'm just really happy that you have your TikTok back because I do think that the things you are talking about and like owning pleasure and owning your body and is amazing. And I think that when people hear your story of like how far you've come to be able to talk openly about your body or honestly, even open to like having sex in a way that is for you and not for anyone else and positive way, like. I don't asking for reciprocation. Yeah. Like the, the more and saying, I, can we just not do that? I don't like that. There's a lot there that I yeah. think like we can keep talking about too. Like, but I'm glad that you're on the platform. And I think that hopefully these platforms create other ways to censor. have space for this. No, not even censor. To like, like not censor. I mean, or not like, to yeah. not censor, but also to like create space or like yeah. 18 plus places that are like verified and like yeah, open absolutely. for you to talk these. Like there needs to be an option. These, there aren't really options. And I think that you've kind of been at the, behest of being you either have an account or you don't have an account and it was really scary and like I'm really happy you're back now and it's nerve-wracking but 
I don't know. I think that the more people know about feeling of surveillance, yeah, that just really got me. The more people know about your story, the more I think that like it is so inspiring, and like I'm inspired by you as your older sister. And I'm sorry about you. We're gonna have a great night, which is very sex positive, funny story. Um, I got invited to an influencer overnight at a hotel by a sex story audio company, like literally since they started. Yeah, an audio, like basically an it's like audio porn, right? Yeah, I'm a huge fan. So it's an audio porn. They invited it. They invited me to an overnight, and it was supposed to be like a self individual overnight, and you're supposed to like listen to the stories, and like they're gonna have like sexual pleasure things. And I emailed back and said hey, can I bring my sister? It's her birthday. So they emailed me today, the little check-in being like, listen to some dipsy stories before you go to sleep. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be with my sister. Yeah, me so and Nadia are going to listen to porn together. No, we are, no, we are no, not doing that. No, we are not doing that. Not. Um, But we will appreciate it and we'll listen to it I mean, on I our think, own. I think it'd be funny if we like listen to each other, listen to it and like talked about it after like, what the fuck was that? Like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> I do not want to do that. But, <laughs> but, but I'm very excited because we will order room service and we will find pleasure in other ways. Absolutely. Like food pleasure. Which it's all linked. Yeah, it's all linked. linked. And we're celebrating Amaya's 22nd birthday. Mm. Uh, And we're also going to like a really exciting pasta restaurant that's hard to get a reservation at. Super sexy also. Super sexy. Um, Anyways, love you so much and happy birthday. Thank you. Bye, y'all. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.